Good morning. Welcome to Hermit Mode. I wanted to start off strong, so with today's episode, I will be talking about Star Wars The Old Republic, also known as SOTOR. Star Wars The Old Republic is a free-to-play MMORPG, which is massive multiplayer online role-playing game. It, focus, it focuses heavy on RPG elements with a very engaging story and every character being at the center of that story. I wanted to start with Star Wars because, let's face it, unless you're living in a cave, The Mandalorian Season 2 wrapped up, and boy oh boy, were the last couple episodes freaking excellent. I mean, holy crap, what a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Um, You have different plot lines from different shows, different characters from different shows kind of merging together, and it actually, for the first time in a while, seems like Star Wars is getting on the same page and you're creating an actual universe you know you had clone wars and rebels the animated series which you haven't watched those they're pretty damn excellent and so when everything's kind of coming together right now i mean it gave me the chills i think we can all agree the ending you know i don't want to again i don't want to do any spoilers but watch it it's oh god it's great so i'm happy for all you diehard star wars fans right now You know, I'm sure a lot of you are ecstatic. You feel like, heck yeah, we're getting justice. You know, hopefully the Star Wars universe is finally getting justice. You know, um, anyways, I'm just excited. I think it's important to talk about uh, Star Wars fan and the community behind it. You know, I think a lot of people just assume that the Star Wars universe, um, that it's the nine main movies, you know, the the two standalone films. And I think, you know, that's what people kind of just think, oh, you're a fan. Great. I like the movies, too. Um, I don't know if people actually realize that, you know, there are literally hundreds of publications, you know, hundreds of books. There's hundreds of comics. Um, The lore and the universe behind, you know, Star Wars, it's deep. It's very deep. And the Star Wars fans in general, I mean... It might be one of the most hardcore fan base out there. There's so much lore behind it. You know, not all comics and not all publications um, are canon. You know, and if you don't know, canon is basically um, the lore or history that is accepted as genuine, right? So that's all the stuff that, you know, everyone agrees like, yes, this actually exists in the Star Wars universe. You know, I mean... um, So by any means, I am not the biggest nor the nerdiest fan of Star Wars. I appreciate it and I appreciate the community. So for all of you super diehard fans out there, um, if you, you know, I get it. I'm not the best representation, but I do appreciate it. All right. So before we delve in too deep, let's get into the history of the game. SOTOR, uh, it's a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Right, based in the Star Wars universe, obviously. It's developed by BioWare Austin and its supplemental team in at uh, BioWare Edmonton, I believe. The game was announced on October 21st, 2008. Its actual release date was December 2011. Um, this was BioWare's first shot at an MMO, and in general, this was the second Star Wars MMO ever made. Um, that was following Star Wars Galaxy, which ended, pro- I think, uh, about five months, six months, I don't know, a, a year before the actual release of The Old Republic, right? 
Now, Bioware is excellent at the time, regardless of what you feel about Bioware right now. They're excellent at making RPGs, right? So let's get that out of the way. Now, based on the estimates, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic is one of the most expensive games ever made. I don't know if people know that or not. The estimate just being over $200 million. Um, but if you account for the fact that this game is fully voiced, um, in-game dialogue, right, the story, everything is fully voiced, which is freaking awesome. And I think at any given time, they had a full staff of 12 writers. So realistically, the game is probably estimated to have cost closer to $260 million, which is absolutely incredible. Um, the game had 1 million subscribers within the first three days of launch. You know, just think about that. Within the first three days, the game already had a million subscribers. Like, holy crap. Um, it it was on the path of making it the world's fastest growing MMO ever, right? Um, the hype behind it for this particular MMO, everyone was basically uh, agreeing that this would be the new WoW killer, right? Or World of Warcraft killer, rather. Sorry. Now, realistically, within the first year of release, the game lost its fair share of subs or subscriptions, sorry. But it's safe to say that it remained, you know, extremely profitable. By the start of 2012, the game had 1.7 million subscribers. By 2013, the game dropped below a million players. So within a year of 2012, you know, it went from 1.7 and it dropped below a million. Um, which is one of the main reasons that EA adopted a free-to-play style. So before this... You had to pay for a sub to play the game, right? Pay to play. And then after 2013, with the player base slowly dropping, you know, EA or Electronic Arts, rather, they adopted this free-to-play style hybrid subscription style, right? Um, it was a safe bet because this free-to-play sub-hybrid module, you know, helped bring the player base to um, just over a million active players per month by 2014. So within a year, it helped raise the player base again. Um, in fact, in 2019, EA announced that SOTOR was closing in on a billion dollar lifetime revenue. A billion dollars. Like that's, that's a very profitable game, right? But not quite a wow killer because by only 2017, um, World of Warcraft had already grossed $9 billion. <laughs> I mean, God, World of Warcraft, God bless you. Um, you know, the reception of Star Wars The Old Republic was great. It would make any grandma proud, right? Metacritic gave it an 85 out of 100. Eurogamer, G4, GameSpot all gave it 8 out of 10, with IGN and PC Gamer giving it a 9 out of 10, which are all, you know, really excellent reviews, right? And I believe um, GameSpy also rewarded it the best MMO in 2011. And um, so, yeah, anyways, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about the actual game. Um, so the plot, the story takes place shortly after the establishment of the peace uh, treaty between the reemergent Synth Empire and the Galactic Republic, um, 300 years after the events of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, 
for all of you that played those games, which you haven't. They're freaking excellent. They're really, really good RPG games. Anyways, and it was more than 3,600 years before the events of the Star Wars films, just to kind of give you guys a, you know, I don't know, timeline or expectation of what's going on. The Jedi are basically held responsible for uh, the success of the Sith during the, stev- the devastating 28-year-long Galactic, or the Great Galactic War, rather, and thus chose to relocate from Coruscant to Titan, where the Jedi Order had originally been founded. Um, they were seeking guidance from the Force, kind of doing a hard reset. The Sith control Korriban, where they have reestablished a Sith Academy, etc., etc. If you want to know more about the plotline, feel free to look it up. Now, you have two main factions. You have the Galactic Republic, the good guys, or the Synth Empire, the bad guys. Or, if you believe that the Empire did nothing wrong, and that the Jedi are nothing more than cult leaders and religious zealots, then you probably might be more of a Sith sympathizer. Uh, I'm not... Jedi's rock, whatever. Alright, so again, you have the two main factions. You have the Galactic Republic and the Sith Empire, right? Each faction offers four different story or storylines. So, the Republic has four main stories. The Empire has four main stories. Now, each main story represents basically a different class and each main class kind of divides into two different classes or play styles, um, equaling eight actual play playable classes for each faction, right? Um, the classes mirror each other in, t- in terms of play style, but have different names and storyline. So, for example, um, the Sith Warrior, which is the main storyline on the Sith Empire side, right? That branches down into Sith Juggernaut and Sith Marauder, okay? So those are the two playable classes that represent the Sith Warrior storyline. Now, um, they follow the same story, or not, sorry, they don't follow the same storyline. The mere side of playstyle for the Galactic Republic is the Jedi Knight. Now, the Jedi Knight falls to the Jedi Guardian and the Jedi Sentinel, which it's two classes, right? So you have the main storyline of Sith Warrior, you have the main storyline of Jedi Knight, and then the two respected classes that you can play as that storyline, they mirror each other in terms of play style. Hopefully, I didn't butcher that or, you know, you understand it. Now, for the Jedi, or sorry, for the Republic, okay, the four main stories, you have Jedi Knight, Jedi Consular, Trooper, and Smuggler. Each of those has two playable classes, but those are the four main storylines. The Empire has Sith Warrior, Sith Inquisitor, Bounty Hunter, and Imperial Agent. Um, There are also 13 different races. Well, actually 12 races, um, but the Zabrak counts as kind of two different races because they have the two different versions of it rather good and the bad anyways and for don't you know Zabrak is Darth Maul anyways and you have realistically 12 playable races or not races I guess it's Star Wars so they'd be called species right you have 12 different species of humanoid aliens and humans some of the species are actually locked behind the classes um, and you for the species we'll get right down into it you have the chiss 
cyborgs, human, the Miraluka, um, the Mirialin, the Ratataki, Sith Pureblood, Twi'lek, Zabrak, Cathar, which for all you furry lovers out there, those are the cat people. You have the Torguta, the Nautilins, um, for all you hentai lovers out there, that's uh, the tentacle guys like Kit Fisto, which happens to be the best Jedi ever. So shout out to all you Kit Fisto fans out there. The gameplay aspects of the game are, you know, each class in the Old Republic favors a certain play style. It's pretty standard. You know, you have ranged melee damage, healing, support skills, or tanking, right? So basically you have tanks, DPS, and healers. Your DPS is either range or up close. Your healers are either range or up close, right? Pretty straightforward. Um, the customization combined with companion characters and the companion characters, if you don't know, um, in the Star Wars game in SOTOR, you slowly throughout your storyline, you, you get companions, right? So you get these NPCs, non-player characters that kind of form a party with you and they travel around with you and you can swap them out at any time. Okay, so the customization combined with the companion customization, because you can you know, customize the play style of your companion, right? It allows for a class to be able to tackle different situations with or without the support of other actual in-game player characters. Um, without requiring specific other classes in order to move forward, so you don't necessarily need to team up with other live players in order to contact to tackle the content of Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, they have streamlined the game a lot since release. Um, like I said, you can change your spec and can change the companion spec on the fly. Now, spec is like specialization, so each class that you play as, you have three specs. Um, it's like damage, damage, heal, or you can play as a tank or as a damage within that spec, right? And again, like this is this is really nice um, because they focus so hard on the storyline RPG element that it's so streamlined now that whatever you play as with the right companion, you basically don't have to team up with any player if you don't want to. Um, players' in-game choices permanently open or close certain storylines and affect their players' um, non-player NPC companions. So this is a Bioware game. There is a lot of dialogue. There is a lot of choices to be made. And again, those can affect your storyline. It can affect your companions' Um, it's intended that the game provide more context for characters. Um, so basically, what what this game does that not pretty much any MMO does is that you feel like you're getting a lot more um, information during missions and side quests and dialogue than any other MMORPG, right? Every character in the game, including the player character, um, has fully voiced dialogue to enhance the gameplay. Um, the interactions feature a dialogue system similar to other Bioware games like Mass Effect. Players are able to choose from um, a different variety of NPCs, uh, NPCs. Sorry, although spending a lot of time with a certain NPC or companion, okay, that will affect them more in developing the story um, than rather like kind of dividing the content between your other companions. Um, which basically, so if you have a favorite companion, eventually um, you may even develop like a love interest with them, 
right? So like, oh, I really like that person. And what's cool is that this is very sexuality forward. Um, it promotes all those type of uh, love scenarios. Um, it can be kind of jarring if you happen to have like a cathar and you have a human companion and all of a sudden you flirt with them enough and then the next cutscene you see them kissing each other. It's kind of cool, kind of weird, kind of into it. You know, it might feed your uh, spank bake, so to speak. <laughs> now, it is possible for players to uh, blow it big time if they fail to meet your companion expectations. You can actually ruin and lower their approval of you. Now, um, you know, I didn't play the game right at release. I've been playing it off and on since it kind of became free to play. I think in the beginning, or maybe it was only rumored, that you could actually um, kill off certain companions. Um, or you can ruin it so much that they actually will leave you. But, you know, anyways, that doesn't really matter. So for clarification, again, right, um, I'll stop referring to them as NPCs, but... The companions that you build along your storyline, depending on who you actively use, right? Because you can only have one summon at a time, you can swap between them. Again, the more you pay attention to them, you get in-game items as gifts. You can build their favor or disfavor, and you can build eventually a love interest with a majority of your companions. Um, in-game dialogue depending on missions or side quests, whatever, depending on what you choose, can actually up the approval or disapproval of your companion. So keep that in mind. There's also, they even take it a step further. So even if, you know, you play as a Jedi or you play as a Sith, right? You have light and dark spectrum. So even as a good guy, so to speak, or on the light side, in-game choices during missions or dungeons you actually have different selections to where that will give you even more good points or even more bad points or light side versus dark side, if that makes sense, which is really awesome because it even adds for more customization that if you max out on the light side, you get a little bit different play style and skills versus if you max out on the dark side, you get different play style and skills, if that makes sense. So you can play you know, as a Sith and you can play on the light side, so you constantly try to make good decisions, or you can play as, you know, a Jedi and constantly go towards the dark side, which, you know, again, just adds to, like, the replayability of the game. Every player uh, receives their own starship, which is really awesome. Um, there's also space combat in-game. I haven't personally delved too deep into that aspect of it. Um, I'm sure it's fun. For me, I really enjoy the PvP. It's mostly for max levels. It's decent endgame, but the PvP in-game is actually surprisingly fun, right? The main reason I play this game is for the story. Now, for myself, I thought that Imperial Agent, Bounty Hunter, and Jedi Knight had some of the best storylines. Um, I also did not like the Smuggler storyline. I thought it was kind of cheesy. I thought it was a little... Uh, too tongue-in-cheek. I don't know. It was a little like, oh, oh, jokes, 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 bang, bang, bang. I'm a gunslinger. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I didn't vibe with it too much. Um, the class storylines in this game is why you're going to be playing it. It adds for incredible replayability for each side, for each faction. You know, you have the four main storylines, and depending on how you play those, you can play multiple classes, good, good way, and then the bad way, right? 
that's the best part. Um, you can, one of my favorite things about this game is you don't have to play with anybody. You can stick to just the main class storyline for every class and that equals insane replayability. Like this game, I wish it would get revamped. I wish that they would do a graphics update. They just added it to Steam, so there's already, you know, it's gaining in popularity again. But again, the storyline and the writing to this game is absolutely phenomenal. Now, outside of the storyline, you know, planets, there are side main storylines. So if you don't feel like that, there's also side quests. Um, you know, during this whole time, you're building up crew members and companions. Um, it's really awesome. Now, SOTOR also has world bosses. You know, for you don't know, that's a boss on whatever planet or area, and they're extremely hard to beat, offering, you know, really good rewards. I actually, on my level 70 Sentinel the other night, you know, I was typing in-game chat, and I joined with a group of people. Shout out to the Jedi Knight Guild. They formed a OTC, like a raid group. Or o Is it OTC? No, no, no. It's... God, what is that called? Uh, oh, OPS, right? Yeah, OPS. Anyways... So they invited me to their group of over 10 dudes and they went from basically planet to planet or zone to zone, you know, slowly knocking out the world bosses. So shout out to the Jedi Knight Guild. You guys are awesome. Super friendly. That can kind of tie into the community aspect of this game. Some MMOs or games in general, right, or they're either extremely toxic, extremely low IQ, um, but... I found that Star Wars The Old Republic has a really good community in and out of the game, right? They're extremely helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to ask in the general chat or the role chat. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Anyways, somebody is usually always down to help you. I really appreciate this game because of that. Everyone is extremely nice. They're awesome. You know, from time to time, people will even... There was, during the Christmas event, there was a guy called Santa Claus, and if you whispered him or answered the right question, he would give you a free mount. I mean, come on, that's, you gotta love that type of stuff. You know, it just, I like the games that, you know, if you don't necessarily feel like logging in and grinding out right away, you know, if you have a good community, you might just, you know, sit in a safe area and just type and talk to people. You know, that's that's what MMOs are about, right? They're the, the great social aspect. And then again, if you're on the extremely introverted or hermit side of the force, right, you can just play alone or play with another person and just grind out the storyline. You know, I mean, this game hits every aspect. It's it's phenomenal. And like I just said about the Christmas event, right, um, the game is still maintained. It has live events. It's taken care of. They're always doing, you know, in-game events. So you feel like... It gives you the illusion, you know, like the game is still live, right? Like the player base may not be the largest, but it's extremely dedicated. So it's it's nice to feel like you're not just jumping into a dead game or a dead server and you're kind of forced to play alone, right? It, that's the whole point of being introvert is I want to choose to be private. I don't want necessarily it forced on me. Hello, coronavirus. It's just not fun, right? Being forced isolation, bad. Chosen isolation, good. Now, this game is great. Anyways, the game does have a cash shop, right? The cash shop offers a lot of um, apparel or looks, transmog, if you will. 
So in the appearance tab in this game, you can have different outfits. So it makes you look different or customized to make you look different than what your actual equipped armor is, if that makes sense. The transmog, isn't it good? Or isn't it? Is it? It is good. It's awesome. Okay. The in-game store or shop, unfortunately, is awesome. You have to use real money to pay for these things, but... Damn, it's hard not to want to look like a badass Jedi or a badass bounty hunter. You know, there's everything from weapons to armor pieces to customization. You can buy different playable races. I mean, it's hard. You know, that's that that is the downside that this game, if you're a fan, right, you might be more tempted more often than not to maybe want to spend a little bit of your hard-earned money, which is fine because the game is so excellent. Um, even the free-to-play version is excellent. Now, I guess I can kind of segue into that. So you're probably wondering how much does the sub cost, the subscription, sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied right now, or is it worth paying for it? So the sub, you pay a monthly fee of $15 per month, right? Um, some of the benefits for subscribing are you get all current expansions, which there's seven of them. You get 500 cartel coins per month, um, that's the in-game, not in-game, that's a currency you use for the cash shop. So you usually you buy cartel points or coins rather with your hard-earned real-life money and then you can use that in the cartel shop to buy the in-game cosmetics or items and blah, 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 okay? You have access to um, gearing at max level. You have access to operations, OPS, which is like the eight-man group content slash raid. Um, they give you 12 character slots you get access to you know 50 galactic trade networks you get more quick bars um, you get access to artifact quality gear in-game support rest xp access to more crew skills um, you get free respec on the fly which is which is your combat specialization you get more xp or faster xp so it's quicker for you to level you have no chat restrictions, unlimited flashpoints, medical probes, etc. Right, so you get a lot of benefits for subscribing. Now, one of my favorite things about the Star Wars: The Old Republic sub is the fact that they do give you 500 cartel points a month. I mean, you can buy some things. You're not going to buy the best with 500. You know, once you start getting over the thousand cartel points, you know that's when you can really start buying some badass items. But I just, I really do appreciate that they offer that, right? If you're already paying for the game, I have a hard time, like, you know, let's say like uh, World of Warcraft, right? They're kind of transitioning to where you already pay, you have to pay a sub to play the game, right? But then you can also buy mounts in their market. Well, you know, that's not cool because it's like I'm already paying 15 bucks a month. Like, why do I have to then spend extra money just to get like customization and stuff like that. So at least SOTOR throws you a bone and they go, here you go, 500 coins a month. Now, if you also, I believe, if you link like a security key, um, like you link your phone number, you know, second, whatever, right? You also get 100 coins just for that. And you don't need a subscription to do that. So you can get total 600 cartel coins a month, which is pretty damn awesome. You know, it, it, it is rewarding for you to do that. Subscribers um, receive all current story expansions and level upgrades for free, right? These stay unlocked even after you unsubscribe. So if you're short on money 
And, you know, if you don't necessarily just want to keep subscribing to this game, one thing that is really awesome is that you subscribe once and you get preferred status, right? So no matter if you stop subscribing or not, no matter what, you get all of the um, expansions, right? So you don't have to keep subscribing. You get all the expansions and all the expansions are basically level 50 and over. So a lot of people suggest, you know, if you really love the game, it's free to play, play different, you know, play the different classes, play different classes on the different factions, get used to it, have fun with it. And once you get up to level 50, you know, then maybe they suggest um, playing for a sub, right? And then that way unlocks all the expansions and then you get the level cap. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it works. So even if you just subscribe once, your account automatically goes to prefer status and basically for $15, you get all the expansions, which is pretty damn cool. You know, they offer different plans as well, like a 60-day plan, 30-day plan, 90-day plan, etc. You can do month to month or just play for one month. Um, if you're new to the game and you're enjoying it, I would always recommend that you subscribe again at least for a month you know a lot of people if you're already coming off a wow train or maybe the final fantasy train and you cancel that and you want to spend it or you cancel netflix and you want to do a sub again like it doesn't hurt to subscribe it also you know supports this game and this is a very well-made game i will add that if you're a person that likes to delve deep into the pvp aspects of games right I really did and do enjoy the PvP to this game. Um, but just keep in mind that if you want to play ranked PvP, you must subscribe. So you can do um, regular PvP. You are limited to only five matches per week if you're not subbed. Um, but if you pair with a friend who already is subbed, you can run unlimited war zones, which is, you know, their PvP, what it's called is war zone. So just kind of keep that in mind. If you're going to be an avid fanatic PvP pan, pan <laughs> fan, you should probably sub. Whether you um, sub or not, or do sub and get preferred and stop subbing, or whether you spend, you know, money to get cartel coins to spend them in-game market, I will let you guys know right now that um, there is like an in-game auction house. I can't remember at the time what it's called. So even if you don't want to spend real world money on in-game credit, the credit that you do earn, which is called credit, right? In-game, you can go to this auction house and there are people will put the cartel items into that market. So you can play this game completely free to play if you want to. Um, sorry, I think I just hit my mic. Anyways, again, so if you don't want to spend and you want to completely go free to play, you can do that. And a lot of stuff is sold in this in-game auction for regular in-game currency. So don't feel pressured. You know, you might have to grind a little bit and do all those things. Um, just again, you know, just giving you the options out there because I have friends and I know people that kind of get off and they get high to the fact that they can kind of you know, play free to play and get as maximize what they get out of the game. Now, the end game in Star Wars is it's not as straightforward as other MMOs. Everything in Star Wars is kind of a viable end game. There are OPS groups, which is like the raids that you can do, but only if you're subbed. 
And so pretty much everything is endgame. So you can do PvP, which gives you endgame gear. You have flashpoints, which is basically um, the group dungeon version of most MMOs, right? You group up with other people and you run through flashpoints, which are kind of like these self-contained story areas or dungeons, right? I don't really know what to call it. Um, So it's kind of whatever you feel like doing, you can do, which is pretty great. Um, It's fun. It's worth it. A lot of times, like if let's say you don't want to pay at all, um, I think even though I said 50, I think you can actually level to 60 with the cap being 75 right now and just re-roll another character. Um, You know, the replayability of this game is extremely high. If you go free to play, you know, do all the story content till 60 with every main class and do the four main storylines for each faction. You know, that's hours and hours and hours worth. And again, completely free to play if that's what you decide to do. Um, The replayability of doing the flashpoints, the PvP, I mean, it's there, guys. Like, you know, when I first played WoW back in the day when it came out, Vanilla WoW, you know, I didn't know there was even a story to that game. This game, because of the voice dialogue and, like, the way that it's kind of streamlined for you just to do the main story quest or class story for your character, right... You feel like you're playing an RPG and you kind of forget that you're playing an MMO. So that's great for recluses, great for everybody. The social side, you have OPS groups, raid groups, and flashpoints, right? Click group finder, like most common MMOs now. You use your group finder to do all the instant stuff or do the PvP stuff. Automatically queues you. The queues are extremely fast. So don't get it twisted. You're not going to be sitting there for, you know, 30 minutes like if you were playing Horde on WoW or anything like that. You get to pl- you, you you pick like, "Oh, do I want to play PVP as light side or dark side or blah blah blah," right? Like again, they've over the what, 10 years that this game has been out, they've really streamlined it and they've they've done it in a right way. There's great class balancing. They balance all the time. All the classes for the most part feel really really good. Nothing sounds out too crazy. The super in-depth, number-crunchy, meta, min-max people will tell you otherwise. But for the most part, anything you want to play is viable, especially because you can play this game alone with just your companion. You know, So keep that in mind. Like This is a very beginner-friendly, um, advanced-friendly game. You know, One reason I love it, uh, I play... There are certain type of video games that you play it and you put it down and that's it, right? You don't think about it until you play it again, right? Star Wars, you know, the other night, because in-game you can build your, if you play, you know, Jedi or Sith, whatever, a lightsaber class, right? You make your lightsaber, you customize your lightsaber, you have different lightsaber colors, and there is so many different lightsaber colors to make how your lightsaber looks, or crystals. It's freaking awesome. You know, like if you're a fan of the Mandalorian, yes, you can have a black lightsaber, and a white lightsaber, or a red, or an orange, or a purple, or a blue, or, you know, whatever. You can have a yellow one with a black outline, or yellow one with a white outline. Like, there is so much customization in this game, it is awesome. Um, sorry, going off on tangent. But, I spent the other night laying in bed next to my girlfriend, probably bothering the crap out of her, just looking up lightsabers and the meaning behind them, and if it's canon for different colors, and, you know... That's a debate, but there are, I think, what, seven different official colors for in-game canon, right? Or in Star Wars Universe canon. That's something that I love about this game, is that it takes place in the Star Wars Universe. This whole game is canon. There's so much lore behind it. There's so much for you to read that I find myself 
you know, after a hard gaming session, you know, I'll usually go on Reddit or I'll go on a forum. I'll start just Googling stuff like on Wikipedia, you know, like it's pretty great. That's, that's something I really do love about this game is whether you're playing it or not, there might be a good chance that you're doing some type of research, you know, and I think that is so great because as a nerd, I love learning the lore of different stuff and it just, you know, Star Wars is so relevant right now, you know, whether you're a super fan or not, it's it's just a good time to be in the Star Wars. So in that regard, this game is worth your time. I promise you. Um, can you main this game? Yes. Do you want to know life this game? Yes. Um, is there replayability there? Yes, yes, yes. Is the story great? Yes. The graphics? Uh, graphics are a little outdated, um, but the planets, the environments, everything there, like, if I was IGN, I'd be like, you feel like you're tattooing. 10 out of 10, right? It's it's still beautiful for what it offers. Um, I would love if, you know, EA, Bioware, they got together and they revamped the game, did an update, updated the graphics. Like, this is such a good MMO, guys. It really is. I suggest everyone to play it. It's on Steam now. It's a very accessible. It's great. It's fun. Okay. Soundtrack, the sound, you know, lightsaber sound, the, you know, it's just everything, the fighting in it, it's just, it's there. There's so many mounts, there's so many customization, you can get lost in the storyline, you can just wander around different planets, you know, exploring, you just, you know, again, if I was IGN, it really makes you feel like you're in the Star Wars universe, it's, it's phenomenal. So with that, let's go over, you know, the closing thoughts of the game. Um, the game is still maintained. It's awesome. You can sub or go free to play. The PvP is fun. The end game is fun. The graphics are decent. The sound quality is amazing. Um, the replayability is absolutely there. The storylines are great and engaging. You know, this is a 10-year-old game, and it still blows me away every time I jump on and play it, guys. Like, it is... It is a really good game. You know, if I could give it my own score, I would, of course, give it a solid like 8 out of 10. I would really suggest that if you're looking for a really great MMO to get into, or if you're coming off of that Star Wars Mandalorian high, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic is the game for you. It's great. It's phenomenal. Please play it. Do play it. Have fun with it. And with that, you know, I really hope you guys continue to have a great day. Or have a great day, have a great weekend, and yeah, that's it guys. So play Star Wars, it's awesome. Peace.